to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Mapping is a Key Part of Spring Leafy Spurge Control. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Ben Beckman, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator. Thanks for joining me today. Happy to be here, Aaron. Well, Ben, I was driving down the interstate the other day and looked out the window and saw what sure appeared to be from the interstate leafy spurge. And we've had in many parts of Nebraska some moisture this spring, and so that's resulted in a green up. But part of that green up also is some bright yellow out there, which may be an indicator of spurge. In this article, you talk about some things that we might want to think through uh, in terms of scouting for spurge and then also making a plan for control. Walk through with us some key things to pay attention to this time of year to give us the best opportunity to uh, manage this invasive weed. Well, Aaron, you know, we've been dealing with leafy spurge in our pastures, you know, it seems like for a long time here, unfortunately, and we're getting pretty good at uh, getting the basics down. So this is just kind of the, the annual reminder that this is the time of year to really be out scouting. We're going to be doing some sort of herbicide application. This is the time of year to to do our spring applications. And really, I think the point that we wanted to drive home with this, besides some of our herbicide options, we're just, it's really important with some of these really nasty, noxious weeds to get an idea of where they are in our pasture. You know, when we're talking about noxious weeds, eradicates a kind of a, a dirty word because it seems like we're never going to be able to get to the point where we can totally control and, and eliminate them from, you know, our production systems, unfortunately. There, um, there's seed everywhere. There's plants that get out of our control and slip through the cracks and we're going to have to deal with those. And so just having, you know, that either a, a physical map or a GPS unit or, you know, some flagging tape or, or something where you're able to mark those patches as we're, you know, going around and, and just doing our regular maintenance is really important to um, having some sort of control when we look at leafy spurge, because, you know, these plants are noxious weeds for a reason. They're difficult to control. They're very prolific seed producers, and they also spread through um, rhizomes. And so one plant that gets out creates another patch pretty quickly and that can grow and grow. And it's, it's really easy to notice a plant. Like you said, I'm hearing, you know, as you're driving by, uh, even at interstate speeds right now, the bright yellow green is, is a pretty good tell. So, um, we notice that and we think in the back of our mind, Oh, I'll get around, you know, when it's time to spray it and I'll, I'll get that. And then we forget where it was or it, you know, matures and we, we lose that one plant and all of a sudden we've got a huge patch there. So, really going out, marking where those plants are, um, like I said, on a map, GPS, physically marking them, and then going through with your treatment this spring is is really important. And then that helps as well. Um, you know, if we do kind of a one-two punch with Levy Spurge, um, that's where we see our best results. So we do, you know, a, a treatment this spring, we really prevent it from producing more seed. And then if we can come back in the fall and hit those plants before winter, um, we can really get some, you know, good control on it a lot of times. But Again, you know, those plants are difficult to see in the fall until we really start to hit cool conditions after a couple of frosts, you know, then they start to stand out. But by that point, you know, a lot of times our herbicides are not going to be as effective. And so physically marking so we can go back to those spots where we treated in the spring and, and get back to them is really important um, if we want to look at a, a fall herbicide application again, too. 
you know, one thing that comes to mind for me, Ben, and and some ranches I've worked with have moved more to a rotational grazing program where they're in a pasture for a short time and then moving on to another pasture, which really does have advantages from a range management standpoint. If there's one thing I might think is a little bit of a disadvantage, if you're not scouting all your pastures and you're uh, not in them, there's an opportunity for those plants to get away from you that you may not have noticed last year, or they may be new in terms of some invasive weed species, especially if they're pastures you're getting to, you know, say July, August, September. So I think it's important to just remind folks, and I think even for myself, you might not be planning to go to a pasture for a while, but uh, take a little bit of time and do some scouting because there may be some noxious weeds coming that weren't there in the past, especially after this drought. And uh, you don't want to find out after they've already set seed and it's too late. Exactly, Aaron. And, you know, maybe we've even been in some of those pastures, but if we were just buzzing the perimeter, checking fence, you know, getting waters around, um, there's parts of it that we might not have visited. And and like you said, we might not visit until much later in the year and there's going to be seed production already. And, you know, we're well past the point where, um, you know, an herbicide application is going to help out. So anytime that we can prevent more seeds from spreading and, and prevent more seedlings from establishing, um, that's going to be a win when we're looking at fighting leafy spurge. Well, in the article, you also mentioned some control measures besides herbicide. Uh, highlight some of those for us and where you see those having application. There are other options if we're, we're looking at things outside of uh, herbicide treatments, biological controls. You know, there's there's certain insects that um, either prohibit spurge from producing seed, actually can kill off the spurge plants. Uh, sheep and goats tolerate the, the alkaloid toxins in spurge fairly well and, and can actually do okay grazing on it. And in some cases, they've been known to seek it out at certain stages. You know, these are all things that we can do to kind of stress that plant and to limit its its production potential. But we have to keep in mind when using those that if you have ever taken any ecology classes, there's the predator prey curve. And so if you think about it, you know, like rabbits and coyotes, at some point we get a lot of rabbits, the coyote population jumps up to eat all the rabbits, they eat them all gone. And then the coyote population crashes, but they don't get rid of them to the point that, you know, they're completely gone. Otherwise there's nothing for the coyotes to eat. And it's the same with using these biological controls on spurge. Um, Those insects, you know, our our goats and sheep aren't going to totally eradicate it to the point that there's nothing left for them to graze or to use as a host plant. And so they're a good tool in the toolbox. But if we really, you know, want to get leafy spurge out of a pasture, um, we need to be looking at some other options, um, you know, that might be mowing, hand pulling, if you really want to get to that point, you know, as long as we have gloves on. Um, But we really have to just continually stress those plants like it or not, herbicide is going to be probably the most effective agent when we're looking at that from a, a complete control standpoint. Well, Ben, I think that's a great point. And I think for some folks, you know, if you have an isolated patch, obviously seeking to eradicate it is going to be your first choice. For other folks, maybe they've inherited a situation or they're in a situation now where, as you said earlier, eradication is not really going to be possible. Then I think you have to start thinking about some of these other methods that it, the goal may not be eradication, but just minimizing impact. And then what's the cost benefit of that? So that's where I think, as you said, biologicals, uh, maybe the use of some multi-species, sheep, goats, things like that may have application. And I know some states to the north of us, North Dakota, South Dakota, places like that, they 
have utilized some of these biological, especially when they look at the cost of uh, trying to continually use herbicides to try to eradicate, it just becomes cost prohibitive. So it, then the management strategy, I think, changes. And that that's a really good point, Aaron. You know, we could utilize, especially the, the biologicals, um, especially from the insect standpoint, work good when we actually have large patches because, you know, there's a lot of host plants there. Um, we're able to get an insect population built up to a point where it's going to see some noticeable results. And so using those to kind of whittle down on a patch, and then if we can hit it with herbicide or or something like that, you know, it's just a way we're basically looking, how can we stress those plants, reduce, um, you know, their stored reserves to a point where if we do hit them with a herbicide control, uh, we're going to get complete control on them. One other thing that I want to throw out there, you know, sheep and goat grazing is a great option. And I think it's something, you know, if it works for your your uh, system, you should explore. We do have the potential to shift and, and move seed around. So that's something just to keep in mind, you know, those plants are being consumed. That seed's not getting necessarily, you know, dissolved in the stomach by any means. And so if we're moving from a pasture with a lot of spurge to one that doesn't have spurge, we probably want to pen those animals up somewhere for a number of days, feed them some hay or, or have them in a place where they're not consuming any spurge. So all that seed can get out of their system. So we're not spreading around from that, that standpoint as well. Yeah. I think also obviously just carrying seed in their hair coat, depending on stage of maturity of that seed, what's still in the air, things like that. So yeah, those are, those are sure things to consider if you're thinking about using some biological control in particular animals, and then whether it's sheep or goats, and then moving them to a different place that you aren't uh, contributing to your problem by spreading seed. Anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today? Um, I, I think the last thing, you know, we have a list. There's a number of different options. If we are looking at herbicides, we have a list in the, the Beef Watch article if folks want to take a look at that. Um, but just uh, at, from an awareness standpoint, there is a little bit of a difference um, if you're spread, treating earlier during the bud stage versus the actual flowering stage. There's some different herbicides that are going to be more effective um, at one time versus the other. And, you know, we always want to use herbicides on label when possible. And so some of those herbicides are for during flowering. Some of those are on label during the bud stage. So depending on where you're at with your spurge, you know, the bud stage to flower is a little bit difficult to tell sometimes, but if it's that really bright yellow, you know, you're in the flowering stage. Um, and so we've got some different options when you look at it from that standpoint. Um, so I encourage producers to just take a look and, and see what's going to work best for, you know, the spurge when you're out treating it, um, what stage it's in. Ben, thanks again for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find this article as well as additional resources on this topic.